Ladies and gentlemen, this is the voice of TBT, Bob Rathbun, welcoming you to another edition of Inside TBT. Here are your hosts, Andrew and Joey. All right, welcome back to Inside TBT. We are very close to the game, so we did a little combination episode. Columbus Regional, Illinois Regional. Get your notes ready. Here's who we had on the show from Zip Em Up, Coach Rick Carter and Jason Meyer, the GM. <clears throat> we also had CJ Massenberg from Blue Collar U, Buffalo TBT. That's the Columbus Regional. Then we head on over to the Illinois Regional where we talk to Tubby Smith, Tubby Time. We talked to Eric Devendorf from the new and improved Bayheim's Army. And we talked to Jimmy Gavin from Always a Brave. For those of you out there asking, when are we going to get some Illinois stuff? When are we going to get some Peoria Bradley stuff? This is the episode for you. Joey, did you get all those names down? Yeah, Andrew, we're missing some Ohio State guys, dude. What is going on? What are we doing, man? Well, we figured we've talked to Ohio State guys a lot. We've talked to, you know, our fair share of Red Scare and Carmen's crew. And we know we're going to be with them a lot when we're in Columbus. So we wanted to get some people that we haven't talked to a whole lot, even though we talked to Der- Devendorf a lot. But he's a must. He's a must have anytime you're talking Bayheim's Army and TBT. And we talked to him, you know, for the first time since adding DeAndre Kane and DJ Kennedy. So. That was a must-do. Joey, I will ask you, if you were John Diebler, Aaron Kraft, Buford, if you were them, are you scared of zip them up? Yeah, after talking with Coach Carter, yeah, I am scared of them. He, he scares me, period. No, um, yeah, of course. I think they have a really, really great roster. I think that the way Xavier plays is just will like lend them to have success in the tournament just because they're just going to play so hard. They've got great guards. They've got great players. They're going to have great coaching. I think that um, they fall into the category of an alumni team that is truly an alumni team where these guys played together a ton. Like Bayheim's army. Yeah. They're an alumni team technically, but like they got Kiefer Sykes, DeAndre Kane and, and the list and, you know, DJ Kennedy and the list goes on and on and on with guys who aren't. And there were guys that didn't really play together versus Xavier, who's got tons of guys who played together uh, besides a few. But, yeah, short answer, yes, yes. If I'm, if I'm John Dealer, I'm shaking in my boots having to be guarded by J.P. McCura. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think this tournament is going to be so crazy. And we're going to do our, our first round breakdown here uh, next week. We're going to give our picks for every game and then give out what our final fours are. But and of course you got to go to uh, tournament.com and fill out your bracket to win either one Bitcoin, one Ethereum, one Ethereum or one Dogecoin. That third place prize, man, that's that's worth a lot of money. One Dogecoin, but but I mean I, I was talking about this with a few guys earlier. But would you be shocked if any of the top six teams in any of the regionals went to the final four? I mean, it is just a loaded field. No, I think like this is. This is the best the tournament has ever been. There's the most hype that there's ever been. And, like, it, it's just so similar to the NCAA tournament in the sense that, like, any team can win any single game. You have to bring your A game every night. And 
unlike the NCAA tournament, every team is really good in the TBT. Like every team has professional basketball players in the TBT. So, uh, yeah, it's it's so exciting, man. I just can't wait for these games to get played. I can't wait to be there at the games. Oh, oh. I mean, it's just going to be an absolute mother trucking blast. A couple of these 16 seeds, this is probably our own fault, a couple of these 16 seeds we don't know, you know, as much about as we probably should. But, I mean, NG Saints, are they a 16 seed? I mean, what are, what are we missing here? And, and that's not even the Columbus Regional, but you look in the Columbus Regional, Mid-American Unity, who's a, who's a TBT staple. If Romeo Travis is on the sidelines, they're not going down easy against Carmen's group. Um, sure. <laughs> if you say so. No, but well, seriously, even some of these 15 seeds and 16 seeds are good, and we're going to talk about it, you know, in a few weeks or in a few days, I should say. How about this, though? Team Hines, four seed in Columbus. We didn't talk to anyone from Team Hines. They're a four seed. I mean, no one's going to be shocked if they're holding the trophy at the end of this whole thing. Yeah, no, it's pretty incredible. I just – I just keep going back to the fact that the, te- the, the the just the tournament period has never been this deep. Like it's just like any team can win any night, and that's what makes basketball so fun. Period. But the TBT also, I mean, like man, like I just God, can we get these games started? It's just I want instead of speculating, Andrew, I want answers. We're gonna get them real soon. So let's get to our uh, our interviews. First up, we got zip them up and. CJ Massenberg from Blue Collar U, and then we get to the Illinois Regional. Hope you guys enjoy. All right, join us now on Inside TBT from Zip 'em Up, GM Jason Meyer and Coach Rick Carter. They've put together one heck of a team. We're ready to see them play. Welcome to the show. I appreciate you guys having us. Good to be here, fellas. Appreciate it. Absolutely. And uh, because of the, uh, I, I guess, weirdness of doing a four-person in four different locations Zoom interview, we will make sure to address you guys when we're asking these questions. Just so, honestly, me and Andrew aren't talking over each other. Um, and, and also so you guys uh, you guys know who should be answering when. But my first question is, is for Jason. Uh, Jason, you know a little bit about me and Andrew. You know about our style. Do you have any advice for Coach heading into this interview right now? <laughs> Yeah, Coach, they always say 90% wrestling, 10% basketball. I'm not worried about that on your part. Uh, I think Coach is going to be ready to bring the fire. <laughs> going to be ready. I think you guys – George the Animal Steel. Yeah, you should be more ready for Coach, and Coach be ready for you, in my opinion, honestly. <laughs> We're ready. We've seen it all. We've handled it all. Coach, we'll start you off with a softball, though, and then we'll ease into it. How would you get involved with Zip Em Up? Yeah, so obviously, like, I coach at Xavier as an assistant coach. Um, under Chris Mack, always really kind of loved the university, knew all the players. So we just kind of came together, talked with D Davis and just formulated a team. So Xavier is one of my favorite places I worked. I obviously have a ton of respect for their fan base. They've always shown me love, even after I left. So it's great to be back, obviously working with those guys and kind of representing the university. And Jason, I guess we might as well for the listeners that, that, that didn't hear your story. How did you get involved with, with Zip Up? Yeah, absolutely. I was in touch with Coach. I actually just got out of the Navy a year ago, um, and then I'm plugged in, like, heavy, heavy on the Twitter stuff, on that Captain X Twitter account. So uh, I was kind of the one to rile up the fan base to get the demand out there and hit up Coach, and I saw the demand for it, and I was like, Coach, we can do this thing. Luckily, Coach is tight with JP, and uh, the rest is history. 
who has been kind of the uh, ringleader when it comes to getting these former Xavier players to get on board? I'm, I'm guessing it's it's more <laughs> coach, but then, Jason, after we talk to you, I'm going to guess it's you, so I really don't know. <laughs> coach, if you don't take that, I mean, honestly, it's been such a team effort. Like, I, that's one thing I love about our staff is I don't think there's one, one person you point to. I think I helped on the fan side and, and getting that demand and getting the fans riled up. I mean, Coach was – the coach we needed, honestly, had the, the connection with JP. And then D Davis has been huge with the relationship. So I think we've got a little bit of everything. And then we've got Kevin Coker uh, who helps us behind the scenes, like, you know, all that kind of stuff. So uh, we got a, a great group top to bottom. I think honestly, that's why our team's so diverse in era from Xavier, right? Cause it's like, when I was there, I didn't coach all these guys, but D has relationships with guys that were there before. And then even after with JP and stuff like that. So we definitely have a big kind of timeline of Xavier players. And it's really because of all our, all of our relationships for sure. And, Coach, um, obviously you're super excited, and, and I can hear that you're, you're very passionate about just Xavier as a whole in the university, which is, which is awesome. Are there any guys that you have a little bit of bias towards that you're more excited to coach than others? Um, honestly, probably guys that I've never coached before. You know, like Mark Lyons, I'm really excited to, like, just be in the gym with him in general because I just know his competitive spirit, you know, things of that nature. Sterling Gibbs is someone that we always competed against. And he would just keep kick our ass, you know? So, like, having a dude like that that now is on your side, you know, KL, same thing, Locke, like, never coached him. But I've heard great things about him, especially from guys that have played against him overseas. So, honestly, really excited to just coach again. And more importantly, just coach talent. So, I'm excited for that. Jason, I'm sure you saw we dropped our uh, top 15 players in Columbus today. We had Blewett, two. We had JP, 15. My guess – is that if you were doing the list, it would have been all your guys. But in all honesty, what would you think of the list? I'm going to be dead honest. I thought it looked pretty good. I mean, of course, the thing about making those lists, it stinks, right? Everyone's going to be pissed. You know, no matter what you do, you can't please everybody. I thought it looked pretty good. I think I, I like Trey at that number one spot. I mean, but what, what team doesn't want to say that? You know what I mean? You want every team to say that. But, uh, of course, JP uh, had a couple things to say when we sent it to the group. Uh, but but I, I actually, I thought it was a pretty good list. I can't lie to you. It looked pretty good. I um I will say uh you know Jason you're the first guy to kind of compliment us on a list. Usually we just get the opposite of no you yeah. guys are just dead wrong. And listen like we we just the truth of the matter is yeah we know hoops but we also want to you know stir the pot a little bit. Like what fun <laughs> is it if we if we get it exactly right? Coach, did you get a chance to look at our list? I did. I did. Obviously I'm probably a little more biased than I I thought a couple more of our guys should have been on there. Um, like Samaje Christian is going to be an unbelievable addition yeah. to that region and just for our team. And he's a warrior, you know what I mean? Playing in the league, obviously. Kaiser Gates, I mean, Cantor's had an unbelievable season. I mean, you could have literally put all our guys on there, in my opinion. That's just me. I got to be – that's where I'm biased. <laughs> Coach, I, yeah. uh, I know you mentioned well, the – Actually, or, my problem is, why, why wasn't I on the list? Like, can I get on the list or what? <laughs> like, damn. We should do our coach power rankings. <laughs> right. We should do our coach power rankings. I, I think it's funny, Jason, that you mentioned JP was already talking shit about the list. Mike, I don't know if I, I don't know if I told you my JP story from when we played them before, but um, we had a guy who was on the bench um, talking to JP uh, for some play that he made during the game, and we were winning, um, and we ended up did win it. We ended up winning the game, but it was a close scrimmage, blah blah blah, whatever. And but JP looks over at the bench and goes. <laughs> Who the F are you? <laughs> and it stuck with me my whole entire life, honestly, because, like, it just shows, like, you know, you don't have to trash talk a lot to be the best trash talker because I remember in 
that moment, we looked at each other on the bench and we were like, damn, like he got his ass just now. Like that was literally perfect. But I just wanted to throw that in there because I, I would hope that he would say that about us when we see him in person. I can only hope. <laughs> so when we interviewed him last year, he was pretty reserved, you know, not like wasn't saying anything crazy, a little quiet. He was boring. It was, it was a boring, <laughs> boring interview. And we see all these stories and Joey's got the example right there. Do either of you guys have just a good JP trash talking story that, you know, maybe you're finally far enough removed from the moment where it can be shared? Obviously, when I was at DePaul, I left Xavier. So I left Xavier to go to DePaul. And going into the game, it was a really hard game for me to coach, obviously, because I knew those guys really well. But in the scouting report, I made it very clear. I'm like, guys, whatever you do, do not say anything to JP. I, go, <laughs> I don't care what he does. Do not say a word to him. Just because he'll get into his own head. Like, he is the – he's an antagonist. Like, he loves it. He relishes in it. Like, when I recruited him and watched him in AAU, like, when he would start mixing it up and, like, an elbow would start flying, like, dude would go for 30, like, right now. But if you didn't do that, he could kind of, like, just kind of be, like, in your interview. You know, he could just be very stale. He had to get going. And I'll never forget a very similar story. We had our walk-on at the end of the bench. Right before half, JP was, went up to shoot it, and he said something. And JP turned and looked at him and goes, who the fuck are you? And just went off. And I was like, this fucking idiot. Like, I told you, like, don't say anything to him. And it was over. Like, that was it. And, that, and that's JP. Oh, that's so good. As many people to piss off JP McCure as humanly possible. So any bulletin board material that I can possibly find, I'm sending straight to JP. We're doing you. Yeah, and the good thing is I can. Yeah. I, I can make it. So it's not, it will be all right. Yeah, JP's like, I'm boring? Okay, bet. <laughs> I'm starting to think, like, it's honestly, you guys need to just designate a player on the team or a coach to just, you know, if he's started off slow, to just walk up to him and be like, you, you're you playing like dog shit. Pick it up. You know? <laughs> Literally said that. Have you ever seen Happy Gilmore? You know, the guy that screams Happy Gilmore. My dad says he's going to dress up in red scare gear and just talk crap to JP McCure. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we should re-release the list and say we made a mistake. JP Makura is not even in the top twenty-five <laughs> in the region, and that might guarantee you guys a, a trip to the Final Four right there. <laughs> he, he did say that he shouldn't even be on the list when he saw. It. He's like, yeah, fifteen. I might as well not even be on it. So that was his kind of comment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good, Coach. We talked with uh. We talked with the Wichita State head coach, Isaac Brown, and we asked him a little bit about recruiting. I'm curious for you, do you think that this zip em up team is a, could potentially be a big thing to use when recruiting for Xavier? Um, well, I'm really just excited to get the former players back, kind of the, just the alumni around the staff that's currently there right now. And, like, they've been very gracious to kind of open up their home to us, allow us to use their facilities for training camp and stuff like that. But I do think it's going to be a very good opportunity to showcase kind of, one, their facilities, and, two, just that kind of camaraderie that they built at Xavier. Like, the one thing that I can speak for that's been exciting about building this team is all these dudes are really excited to go back and represent Xavier University and just play together and compete. So I think that more than anything, along with our fundraising efforts, how much the fan base is really vested into our, like, our mission. And it's really a testament to Mario Mercurio, Chris Mack, Greg Christopher, Travis Steele, on how they do a great job of when the kids are on campus, connecting them with people that can alter their lives later on. I think it's a big point for us to probably rank the fan bases at this point because, you know, coming from Columbus, coming from Ohio State, we've got one of the best fan bases around, obviously, enough of a fan base to host 
um, a regional yeah. for now. I would assume Cincinnati is coming coming up to want to do it themselves. Is that something that you guys foresee in, in the future? Hopefully, yeah. That'd be great. I mean, we're, we'd love that. We're all for it. I mean, I think I, – I speak for Rick, I think, too. We just want to turn this into a powerhouse. We want to be a TBT powerhouse, 100%. Let's get to the really important stuff. Jason, why is Zip-Em-Up going to win the whole thing? <sighs> why is Zip-Em-Up going to be bring the whole thing? I mean, you just have a group that I think – can go on a huge run. I mean, you've seen it before. I mean, that, that team led by JP and Trey going to the Elite Eight. Uh, I think we got a team that's going to be the grittiest team in TBT. Uh, I think we have a huge mix of talent. Um, and then when you look at, you know, you combine, even from a basketball perspective, uh, some of our elite get to the rack kind of guards like Samaje Kristen, surround them with all the shooting, like JP McCure, Trayvon Blewett, Kaiser Gates, Karim Cantor. Uh, I think we're going to be really, really tough to stop. I don't, honestly, good luck game planning against that offense. Good luck. Coach, I'll ask you, you know, take it a step further. Uh, if there are some TBT fans that are out there that have no allegiance to, um, to a team for whatever reason, maybe their alumni team is not in it or their team that they wanted to get in didn't make the cut, um, why should they root for the Xavier alumni team? I don't think they're going to have much of a choice, to be honest. Like, the one thing about all these guys, they all have an edge to them. That's just kind of how a Xavier guy has been built. And I just think we're going to be a fun team to watch, whether it's offensively, defensively, and just honestly, just our banter, maybe within our own team, but also against other people. Like, we talk shit, we're going to back it up, and we're going to have a good time doing it. Coach, are you prepared to coach in the Elam ending? I am. I'm actually really excited for it. Like, we've kind of put a lot of thought into it. We've looked at kind of past tournaments and how it kind of has worked, along with just talking to some other coaches on, like, the strategy that you have to have. I think it's unbelievable because I think sometimes when you get a lead as a coach, you want to kind of pull the reins off. And with the Elam ending, you can't do that. Like you have to stay aggressive. Like it would be dumb for you ever to stop being aggressive in this tournament. And I think that's a, a fun way to play, you know, like you're always just constantly shooting bullets. And as a coach, you love that. And coach, I'll, again, I'll take it a step further. If sitting here right now, who would you call, who would you draw the last play up for, for the, to hit the Elam ending winning shot? It all depends who's hot, man. Like, at the end of the day, like, I'm a coach that's going to ride my horse, and I got a lot of horses that I'm riding in on, so whoever kind of has the hot hands going to be the guy that we're going to go with. And that's really just been the theme of talking to our guys. It's like, we're not going to go in and everyone try to prove, like, oh, this person's our best player. Whoever really has the matchup that day, I mean, it could end up being – honestly, it could end up being a decoy because we can get a slip for a layup. But, like, we're going to put our guys in situations to be successful, especially the guy that's stealing it that day. Yeah, that's a very coach spoken like a true coach. That's what but I'm being honest. I really am. I swear. I swear. That's honestly. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. And it's funny because Andrew can back me up on it. Every time we ask a coach who who they're taking the last shot, they go, you know, um, whoever's hot or you know, you know, like so, like Team Arkansas has a great point guard. They're like, we're just gonna put the ball in his hands and he'll make the right play. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, that's the truth. But from our perspective, like that doesn't give us a headline. But that's okay. He's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's hard, though. You know what I mean? Like, probably time score situation. Yeah, I mean, and if I was on the team, it would be an easy answer, too. So, I get it. Who would you run it for on my team? I blew it. Fair. Yeah, I, I haven't that. seen him miss, ever. Literally, I remember watching college. I would watch games, and I swear to God, he would not miss. And it, it was one of, like, four guys that, you know, like, I remember watching Trey Young. Like, I swear, I turned the game on, he didn't miss. Like, whether he was scoring 15 or 50. He was very they're, – they're very, they were very efficient players and, and a great shooter. 
And it's unbelievable because you look at Trey and you're like, okay, he's not overly athletic. He's not quick, but he has a clip and he has a way of getting it off that I've never, like when he was on my team, I loved it. When I played against him, I hated it. Cause like <laughs> he would get him off. Exactly. And it's the, and it's just the, I mean, it's just, you look at him and you're like, how is he going to create his own shot? At least in college, I'm sure his body's yeah. changed a bit now, but, and, and he just, I don't know if that's who I would run it for. I would also like, you know, it would be crazy to not have the ball in Samaj Christian's hands. I mean, there's just so. I mean, I don't know. It's just I, you guys. You said uh, our problem. That's our problem. I know. Right. I, you got. You guys got a, a ton of riches there. I mean, good. It's a good problem to have. That's for sure. Right. Jason, I got one last question for you, and then that's probably going to be followed by a lot more. But this is our first last question. <laughs> first last question. You've been grinding out here, putting the team together, doing a lot of media. What the hell are you going to do once the games start? <laughs> That's honestly, I'm taking it a day at a time, man. I think when the games are starting, I'm just going to be loud. I think I'm just going to be assortedly loud, just bringing the noise, bringing the energy, uh, hyping JP McCura up, letting them know what people on the, in the fans are, in the stands are saying, uh, and just hyping up the guys, man. I'm, I'm just barking, you know, you name it. You can hang with us because we're going to be in Columbus. So that's part of what you can do. I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> Just say when and where. I'm here for and it. And then, Coach, are, are you going to be doing anything during the games? <laughs> no, not really. I'm just going to be chilling, man. Just, that's it. Maybe barking a little bit here and there. I'm a high-energy guy, so, yeah, I, I'm sure I'll be sweating a little bit. I'll be moving. <laughs> well, that's perfect. Bark yet, Coach. We'll make sure to give you guys some ammo when, when we're in the stands with you guys. Um, but – as Jason may know, because he's a little more in tune with our show, what, we, what we'd like to do to, to end the interviews is, is turn the table on you guys and let, and let you guys uh, have the opportunity to, to ask us any questions, whether it's about TBT, whether it's about life, anything you guys want, we're here for it, and we, and we love to end the show that way. <laughs> so I'll go first because I was ready for it. Uh, this might be more to Andrew because I'm sure Joey would pick the fighting Aaron Crafts. Uh, Andrew, who do you like in the Columbus region? Ooh, the Columbus region. I actually was just filling out my bracket, and whew, it's real tough. Every time I lean towards one team, I, like, look at the roster of Zip them Up, and I'm like, okay. Do I sound a little weird right now? A little bit. <clears throat> it's, it's a zipper. I think it gets in, yeah, it gets in the audio. So, yeah. I'm going to move the computer away. Every time I get excited about a team, I find another one. My bracket right now has the fighting Aaron Crafts in there, but I filled it out like five times. I had, you know, you guys went in the region. I had Red Scare. Then I said, oh, no, it's got to be Carmen's crew. And I was like, oh, maybe it's uh, – I don't know. But right now it's Aaron Crafts, the fighting Aaron Crafts, as you said. But by the time the tournament actually rolls around, and if we keep knocking JP, I might just have to take you guys because no one wants to go. You don't have to pander. You don't have to pander, Andrew. No, because we know we're going to switch it a bunch. Sure. I do a follow-up. What are those final fours looking like right now? Well, I'll say this. Bayheim's Army adding DJ yeah. is crazy. Yeah. That changes everything. <laughs> it's, right. not like, it's not like – a lot of people are going to say that. So that's kind of like a, a – not cliche thing to say, but everyone's going to say that. But, yeah, everyone's going to say that. He's the champ. So, that's a, that's a game changer. Overseas Army, man, they're a problem. They're a problem. What about you, Joe? Um, 
I don't know. I like the usual suspects. You know, Carmen's yeah. crew, obviously, that's where my heart and soul lies. I can't – sorry, guys. I, I love talking to you guys. <laughs> I, think, I think that you guys have an awesome team. But even if Ohio State had a bunch of me's on there, I'd still think that they'd be winning it all. So, <laughs> um, so I got to go with them. But then the other – I mean, like Andrew already talked about it. We love Team Arkansas also. We think they have a great roster. Um, sideline cancer – Yes. Just because every year the team that wins it was really close the year before, and they were the closest to winning. Um, but, nope. like, Everline – what? Noverseas is out. So Noverseas is out, exactly. And then, like, Everline Drive probably, besides Bayheim's Army, has the best roster in the whole yeah. tournament just purely based on guys who played in the NBA. Um, so it should it, – it's going to be really interesting. But as you guys know, just as well as anybody knows – who cares what the rosters are like when the ball is thrown up in the air? It's all about – I mean, the TBT is won and lost by hard soul and, and guard play, really. That's what it comes down to. So, um, yes, sir. you know, I, I, there's no doubt in my mind that you guys can very easily make a gigantic run. And that's what makes the TBT so awesome is that who cares what me and Andrew say is gonna, who's going to make the final <laughs> four. It's just like the NCAA tournament. Like, we have no clue. So, uh, it's, it's, it's really exciting. Just to uh, give you guys a little taste of what we deal with and show that we're actually appreciative of you guys liking our list, Brotherly Love just replied to my tweet and said, sitting on pins and needles waiting to get mad at the Illinois list. <laughs> we haven't even put out the list yet. And they're all like, we have like an ongoing beef with Brotherly Love for like no reason. Like they just don't like us, which is hilarious. We love that. Like we've like go out of our way to like make enemies. Like we think yeah. it's awesome because everyone comes on the show and we end up loving them and rooting for them. And then, and like, then there's no way to be like unbiased, but it's really fun to be biased in like a negative way too. So like now we like don't like Brotherly Love. So it's great. That's us an armored athlete. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Armored, armored, armored yeah. athlete. We have no reason to not like them, but we just don't. Yeah. Great. I love it. So do I, do I get do I get to add, like do I get to ask a question now or not? Absolutely. Okay. So because taste obviously just came up um, in Columbus, what's the best place to eat? Ooh. Um, I will say so. I mean, if we're talking dinner, dinner, like there's some great steakhouses downtown and stuff. But one place that you guys gotta just try because it's, I, I guess it's probably in Cincinnati also, but a place called Bibby Bop is just yeah, all time. Yeah, um, it's like it's like Asian fusion Chipotle where you can make your own bowls and it's just quick. It's it's pretty darn healthy and it's really tasty. And I am, man, you can get a sponsor. Andrew, I have this question a little bit different for you. What do you think of Shakespeare's pizza? Oh, terrible. Thank terrible. you. Thank you. Terrible. Thank you. I am Thank you. Pizza Tree over Shakespeare's. The Flat Branch $5 late night pizza is better than Shakespeare's. I appreciate you asking that. The ambiance is great. Give me the ambiance. It's cool. It's cool yeah. for sure. But Pizza Tree pizza is better. Yeah, Truman was my favorite mascot of all the places I worked. That was my guy. I still think he's real. I, <laughs> I think he is real too. We need a real one. Uh, facts. Like LSU. Coach, we're, Sh we're Chicago They guy. should build it. Hold on. I always said they should build it. Where they have a tiger and he, like he's literally in the arena and you can see about they'd be dope. Oh, that would be very cool. We need you back. I'd love to go back. That was a good spot. So we're doing it for zip them up, that you're telling me. I, I Truman Man was my guy. I'm not gonna lie. Like that that mascot came up to me one time. It was actually the dude that's in the costume, and he was like trying to introduce himself and kept pointing in the box. Like I'm like, no, no, I really think Truman's real. So like, get the costume out if you're gonna talk to me. Like this is ridiculous. Yeah. So I still believe he's real. 
That's like one, uh, if, if there's a Mizzou TBT team and they ask you to coach, what are you going to do? So I tried to get Phil Pressey and Alex Oriaki to play with us. Um, Phil actually just had a baby, so he couldn't. And Alex doesn't go anywhere without Phil, so we couldn't do that. But I would, I'd love to combine teams, man. That'd be an ex Tiger team. It'd be great. Ooh, I and, we, and we'll Tony Criswell, ex Tiger is a great name, but we'll get to work on some other names just in case you guys need them because that's like that's Andrew's specialty. He he does all the names, <laughs> so we'll get to we'll get to work on that because that I mean you're talking Zolden's language now. I mean he's been dying for a Mizzou team since we started doing this, so. We're trying. All right, you guys, you guys got anything else before we let you get out of here? No, no, sir. Hey, you got I it. Like, I feel like you got one more big-time signing left in you. Someone's going to yep. come out of the woodwork. I know it's coming. Yeah, we, I think we got one. It's going to be more for the Xavier fan base, I think. Uh, a lights-out shooter uh, It's going to make a, a lot of noise in the three-point shootout. All right, well, there you go. Win the shootout. Going to win the three-point shootout. Not noise. Gonna... All right. Looking forward to it. GM, zip them up. Come on, Joey. You haven't done it yet. You can I do can't it. do that. I'm sorry. You got to do it once, man. You got to do it once. All right. There yeah. you go. Do it for the brands. I yeah. can do it once for you guys. I like you guys. We're, we're, we get along. That's, that's, that's no good. That's not good. You're not supposed to like us. It's supposed to be a rivalry. Right? That's what you're <laughs> well, like, okay, well, what do you want me to do? You just, I mean, you just, it's like NWO, man. You said it was wrestling. Now, like, this is Hollywood Hulk Hogan. This can't happen, man. No. I need, I need, you, I need a soundbite for JP right now. That's what I need. We're not supposed yeah. to like each other. Yeah, he, JP will literally respond to the soundbite and go, who is that? So, <laughs> Love it. All right. Thanks, guys. This is a blast, guys. Thank you. As always, thank you. All right, join us now on Inside TBT from Blue Collar U, the Buffalo alumni team, CJ Massenberg. CJ, welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You know, CJ, this is our first interaction. I'm very excited for our, for our time together here coming up. Um, my first question to you is, did you know that I thought of the name for your team? No, I did not. Um, it was actually the perfect name. Uh, when I first heard it, I was like, makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, I did not know that you came up with it. I, I should say I didn't come up with it, but I sent the TBT guys, like, the, the pictures of all the coaches wearing – um, you know, the blue collar shirts because you guys are a blue collar team. And I was like, you got to do something with this for their name. And then uh -huh. today, boom, blue collar. You, but I won't, I'm not going to take, I'm not going to take any credit for it. I just wanted to make sure it's on the record, but I'm not taking any credit for it. <laughs> oh man. That's, that's a good story. <laughs> CJ. So we released our uh, top players in Columbus Had you at uh -huh. number three had your boy Nick Perkins down at number nine. Mm -hmm. Two-part question. Do you think you should have been higher on the list, and who else from your squad should we be watching out for? Um, as far as my ranking, um, I don't know. I know a couple guys on the list, but I don't know everybody. I don't know, that the, I don't know the two guys that are ahead of me. So, um, I don't have any complaints with my ranking. Number three is, you know, good, you know. Um, it's good to be recognized, you know, uh, for for all the hard work that you do put in, uh, and stuff like that. So I have no complaints on my uh, on my end. But the um, man, we got a couple guys, but but it's just hard to say because uh, you know, 
everybody on this list are like are, are really good pros, you know. So it's hard to like say, oh, it's a lot of guys that can be on, but then you'd be like, who are you gonna take off, you know? So it's kind of like with the All Star with the All Star game and and the All Star snubs. Okay, yeah, uh, these guys should be on, but who are you taking off for them? And then uh, everybody gets quiet then. But uh, now nah, we got a lot of good players, and um, I feel like we're gonna have a good team dynamic. So. I appreciate it, the list. Uh, you know, you bring up a good point because when doing the list, usually we keep it to 10 guys. But with Columbus, we had to extend it to 15 because of how many great players there was. Have you had a chance to look into the regional about some of the possible matchups that you guys could have and some of the guys you might be seeing out there? Have you had a chance to do any research? Um, Slightly, slightly. I did see um, – a couple of my former teammates, uh, I know for the NC State team, um, my guy C.J. Williams, I played with him uh, with Long Island my first year. Um, but I've been – I've more been doing a little research on the guys that we're going to play in the first round, um, that team. I was trying to look up some of those guys and stuff like that. So, obviously, you got some uh, former teammates and then also just some other Buffalo guys that you may not have played with. Who are you most excited to either play with again or, you know, really play competitively with for the first time? Man, it, the list is the list goes on and on as far as that question. But I'm gonna have to um, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Justin Moss. You know, he was uh, other than me, uh, he was another guy who was player of the year in the MAC conference. Um, the year that I came in, he actually left. So I'm excited to play with him. And then I'm just excited to play with all the teammates that I played with, like Wes Clark, Jeremy Harris, Blake Hamilton. It's, it's, it's going um, to be a good dynamic because um, some of those guys, like Monte Bearden, he transferred um, after his sophomore season. So I wanted to see how the team would be like if he had stayed. And so now I get an opportunity to see kind of things like that. And, and the beauty about the TBT is that all these alumni teams get to either play together or, like you're saying, play with guys that you didn't get a chance to play with. Obviously, there's a ton of alumni teams. What do you think makes your team, the Buffalo alumni team, different than all the other ones? Um, I would just say how close we are within, like, years. You know, um, I would say Justin Moss is the guy who who – who played in, like, the earlier years, which is not that far off. He would have been a senior. I would have been a freshman. And then the newest guy, I would say, would be Devontae Jordan. Um, and he's not that far off either. So I would say just how close we are within, like, the Buffalo program. It ain't a guy that played 10 years ago or five years ago. We all right there. And just the style of play. We're going to be special because uh, we're not going to have any egos. Uh, we just – all about winning, and then we're going to come in with the same mentality that we had when we had our time at Buffalo. Uh, backs against the wall, underdogs, and we're going to go out there and just give it all. So we saw the last few days that uh, Wes Clark does not answer my texts. Does he answer yours? <laughs> nah, Wes is a tricky fella to get a hold of. Uh, I haven't reached out. But he is definitely tricky to get a hold of. He's, he's a really busy man. <laughs> he better be. If he's not texting Andrew, I'll come after him. So, 
<laughs> that's what that's what partners do. Um, CJ, obviously the TBT is a really exciting tournament for a lot of guys. It's got the NCAA tournament type of atmosphere, win or go home. What are you most excited for um, about playing in the TBT? Um, I'm excited about the, the um, how you guys turn off the clock and then uh, it's a race to a certain number. Is, is that correct? That's, That's correct. exactly right. Called the uh, the Elam ending. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's one of the things I'm most excited for because I feel like if it comes down to it, and uh, we're let's say we're down five, I feel like we'll be able to lock in and just get like 20 stops in a row. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the ref gonna have to call a foul for for us not to get a stop. You know, uh, so I'm I'm excited for that. All right, last question from me, CJ. How far is Blue Collar UTBT going in the tournament? Are we winning it all? Oh, we're going all the way, baby. We're going all the way. We is going. We are going all the way. <laughs> last question from me, CJ. Uh, we'll be in Columbus with you. Um, uh, what's your favorite type of food? Where are we going to go grab dinner one night? Um, I'm a big Italian guy. I like Italian food, pizza, pasta. Um, Garlic bread, you know, chicken parm. I'm a big Italian guy. That that's got to be a post game meal, not a pre game meal. Yeah, yeah, that's post game. That's post game. That's post game. Well, well that's pre game. I have some baked chicken, some grilled chicken, stuff, something like that. All right, good. Well, when when we, when celebrations are in order, we'll head to Marcella's best Italian food in, in Columbus, and and we'll celebrate a little bit. I think that sounds like a good plan. Hey, that sounds like a plan to me. <laughs> All right, CJ. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming on. Blue Collar U, coming to uh, an ESPN near you. Yes, sir. Let's get it. Thanks, CJ. We'll see you soon. All right. No problem. Thanks, y'all. All right. Join us now inside TBT, the head coach of High Point and the namesake of Tubby Time, Coach Tubby Smith. Coach, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. But Coach, to be here the, to be with you. <laughs> I, I hear you, Coach. We agree. You're one of the uh, – one of two, I believe, uh, coaches that are the names of teams in the tournament. Uh, what kind of honor is that uh, to, to have all these young men uh, represented under your name? Well, it, it's a matter of uh, – it tells me that longevity has this <laughs> – has this rewards – if you can just last, and and we've had been fortunate enough to be around some some outstanding young men. I've had it's been a real privilege to to coach many of these young men that are that will be represented um, representing the Tubby Time team in this TBT tournament tournament. So we're really honored that they would want to want to do that, and I got to give a lot of. Props to Joe Esposito, who was my former assistant coach at Minnesota, Texas Tech, Memphis. Um, he's done an excellent job of uh, staying in touch with players over the years, and and, um, and I'm grateful that they were willing to play. It's pretty cool. You know, a lot of times these guys go and play overseas, and it's tough because the games are on when you're sleeping or the games are on when you're recruiting or coaching your own games. How cool would it be for you to get to see some of your former guys, like you know Trevor and Bakwe, back on ESPN, back on national TV? That'd be great. They have um, 
as we all know, in this business, and well, I can't say business, but in this game of basketball, the um, the competitiveness that the young people or people have. And I tell people all the time, you know, basketball is an easy game to play, but it's hard to master. So to be able to have my name associated with, with these young men and with these players and, and be, as you mentioned, Jim Beheim, who has, a, who didn't their team win it one time or have they been able to win this champ, this tournament? They get close. They get close just about every year. They haven't gotten over the hump yet. <laughs> and then Ohio State wins it, right? Oh, yeah. Ohio yeah. State has won it. <laughs> no, but, um, but it'd be great to watch these young, young people, to watch them. I'm seeing young men because they still are fairly young. <laughs> most of them are still uh, playing overseas, as you mentioned, or playing in some type of uh, basketball. I, I'd like to be doing that myself right now, playing. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. How much, do you, how much do you know about the TBT, Coach? Not much. You know, I, I've followed it in the past, but I really haven't uh, – We've had players that we've coached against, a number of players we've coached against over the years. So it's always fun watching those, uh, watching guys play. So part of the TBT that everyone, you know, knows and loves is the Elam ending, which basically at the end of the game, it becomes a yes. pickup game. Yep. So my question for you, you know, you got guys like, I'll just give you three guys, three Minnesota guys, Devo Joseph, Trevor Bakwe, Damian Johnson, those three guys, you got one bucket left that you need. You're coaching the team. Who's getting the ball? Well, that's putting the coach on the spot. But obviously, DeVoe Joseph, um, even though we only coached him a couple of years, he's a young you – know, because he's a guard and he, he's going to have the ball in his hands. And let's face it, it's become a guard-oriented basketball game, a game. So, you know, I could see him because he can make free throws. He could – he makes he made good decisions with the ball and without the ball. Can stroke it from from deep. That's not to say that that Damian Johnson, because he won a few games for us too. I remember him winning, beating Wisconsin with his outstanding play, winning overtime, and he he got the win for us just by his sheer determination and hard work. And, and he was noted more as a defensive stopper, so I would probably go more with him. Offensive-minded guy, and like, and Trevor was more of a defensive-minded guy, shot blocker, rebounder. So I'd hope they get the second, they they get the miss if DeVoe Joseph tried it. <laughs> Coach, one question that we like to ask all the coaches that come on to our show is pretty simple. It's what is your favorite play in basketball? What is my favorite play? Are you talking about a specific shot or? It's totally up to your interpretation. Well, I, you know, I always like the, um, the last second play, you know, watching the lob play that, that the Phoenix Sun had. Mm-hmm. Uh, where the young man dunked it. That's, that's probably the, the best play is uh, that play that wins the game or puts you in a position to win the game. Uh, and that's, that's what you sort of live for as a as a player, as a coach, you know, to be able to uh, not only draw up a play, but have it executed to perfection so that you can win, whether it's a home run, length of court play. And we've been on our end, we've been on each end of it where we've lost games that way and we've won games that way. So that's, I think that's the, 
the beauty of this game. If it's if it's kept close and it's a tie game or you're down one, you're up one. Those are the those are the moments you live for. Coach, I'm going to put you back on the spot again here a little bit, and this is kind of, this is going to be kind of like asking you to pick pick your favorite kid. But of all your former players that are still out there playing, you're building the roster. You're like, this is one guy I need for a TBT championship. Who are you grabbing? Whew. Outside of NBA players or just any player? Any player that's available? That's up to you. Anybody. All right. Whew, man, there's a lot of good players. We've had the good fortune to coach to win games for us. And, and I, I can't just pick out one. There, there's been just some of them right here on this list, like Todrick Gochin, Trevor Mbakway, and Paul Carter. Oh, just right on down the list, Damian Johnson, DeVoe Joseph. But I've coached some some pretty good players over the years, like Tayshawn Prince, and Rajon Rondo, Jody Meeks, just to name a few. Chuck Hayes, and they all had, they all did something great uh, at, at that moment, at a, at a point in time in their career to help us uh, be successful. So I'd, I'd run off a lot of different players that I've had the good fortune to, to coach, and, and some of them are on this team. Well, Coach, we appreciate your time. This has been a blast. Uh, good luck with this upcoming season, and, and we know yeah, you'll be question. Oh. <laughs> I got you that. Hey, where where Andrew Grandy? <laughs> Is this Andrew? I, I thought of one more question that has well, to I be. I thought you did. <laughs> Coach, next year, if the team is all your former players and they say, Coach, we need you to come and coach us, would you do it? I'd be there in a heartbeat. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd love to be around those young men again. And certainly, the, the, you're talking about guys that, that were the cream of the crop as far as talented and athletic and, and were hard workers and, you know, did what you told them to do and, uh, and re reached their, most of them reached their potential. All right. We'll see you on the sidelines next year then. <laughs> All right. Thank you. I'm going to try to be on the sidelines tomorrow. Thank you. <laughs> we love it. We love it. Coach, thank you. Good luck this year. Thank you guys. Thank you. Good luck with the tournament, fellas. Thank, thank you very much. Bye-bye. All right, joining us now on Inside TBT, the veteran from Bayheim's Army, Eric Devendorf, ED. Welcome back to the show. What's going on, fellas? I appreciate you having me back. It's an honor as always. I think that, Andrew, correct me if I'm wrong, is he approaching Diebler territory as, as a top performing recurring guest on this show? I think. I think you've been on three times, and that's not counting the uh, post-game interviews. I'll take it, man. If I, I'm always usually, uh, you know, right up there with uh, the TVT stuff. So there's, there's another one. So let's do it. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, let's get right into it. We've had you on. Everyone knows all about you. They know all about Syracuse and Bayheim's Army. How the hell did you guys just get every single good player left in, like, the free agent pool to join Bayheim's Army? Well, I mean, I think we were lucky to, uh, you know, have uh, previous relationships with a lot of those guys um, just from playing against guys in college and, uh, you know, staying in touch to, you know, pro careers and stuff like that. Um, but, I mean, we got lucky, too. I mean, overseas lead, obviously, not having a team this year. 
um, and, and to be able to grab those two guys. Um, and then also Tyrese. And uh, I, I think uh, a lot of people don't know about Kiefer Sykes as well and, and how good he really is. Um, he brings a lot to the table, man. So really excited to get going. Um, you know, we got 11 guys and all of them can really go. Um, now it's just, you know, up to us to mesh it together and, and make it happen. So looking forward to it. So we love Kiefer Sykes. We're Chicago guys. We've known about him forever. Like, he's like the best kept secret in the entire TBT this year. Yes. Obviously, tell us about him. But then for the Syracuse fans that don't know about, you know, DJ Kennedy and DeAndre Kane and all those other guys that were just added fairly recently, just talk about the non-Syracuse guys, I guess, and what they bring to the table. Yeah, well, I mean, starting with Sykes, I mean, just a dynamic um, scoring guard. Um, I mean, he could, you know, have the ball in his hands and uh, he could play off the ball. Uh, just can score it in bunches and it can create for others as well. Um, and then obviously, you know, a DJ and, and DeAndre, what they bring is, you know, four-time TBT champs, experience, toughness. Um, obviously, DJ uh, is stamped as the best player to play in TBT. And then DeAndre, he's just a guy who um, can do a little bit of everything. You know, guard, it seems like one through five and – uh, you know, if he, he if you need a shot, he seems to be able to hit it. Um, and, and then Tyrese, I mean, everyone knows Tyrese, you know, just a leader. He's a guy out there that when he, he has the ball in your hands, he makes you feel comfortable. Uh, he's going to get guys in their spots. Uh, he's going to get a shot off if he needs it. Uh, he's going to make plays for others. So, I mean, these four guys are guys that would be the man on, uh, you know, usually any team they go to. So, um, just happy to have him on board for real. Are you going to – is there any playing time left for you? What's what's the deal with that? You're, like, out recruiting over yourself. Yeah, I'm good, man. Like, I, I just want to win it, for real. Like, this is my seventh year, and um, it, it's time to win it. And, I, you know, my clock is ticking, so I don't – too much time left. I mean, I still get after it. I can still play. Um, you know, so those teams can take it easy if they want. But, uh, you know, I, I can still get after it. So, um, yeah, I'm, you know, we got a lot of guys who could – uh, who I can defer to, and, and I'm happy to do that. You know, I, like I said, I just want to go out there and win, and, and I feel that this team right here is, um, you know, one of the most talented teams that, you know, we put together, probably the most talented. And then uh, I think in, you know, in TBT history, this team right here ranks up as, you know, one of the most talented teams as well. And, of course, naturally, because of when you made all these big-time signings, you're a three-seed. So let me ask you this. Are you underseeded as a three-seed? Well, yeah, obviously. I mean, you you know, we'd be a number we'd be a number one seed, but I mean that doesn't matter. Then seeding doesn't really matter in this tournament at all because um, you know we a couple of years ago we were playing D three and and they were right there with us the whole game. These guys are pros. I mean, they've been out of college for years, and uh, I mean, obviously you got a couple of guys who are fresh out of college, but most of these guys are um, professionals. You know, five, six, seven years in, so. Um, they're they're going out there competing, hungry for that money. I mean, it's a million dollars on the line. That's a huge incentive right there. And, um, you know, that can really help out people's families and, and do a lot of things. So guys are going hard. And and obviously, you know, you guys, you mentioned it, you played seven years. Like Syracuse, Bayheim's Army is a staple in not only in just TBT in general, but the whole history of the tournament. Yet, when there are these regionals, that are announced region after region, Syracuse, New York is not one of them. Is that something you guys are trying to make happen in the future? Well, we did have it there a few years back. We had it, we had it up at OCC and which was cool. I mean, obviously it was, 
I gotta do my research. Yeah. That's no, so Joey. Awesome. You want me, Joey? You want me to cut that? No, that's, no, no. Keep it in. That was, that was I, as I'm as I was saying it. I was like, damn. I remember Mello showing up to a game when it was definitely in Syracuse. Well, no, that was so when Mello showed up. That was in Baltimore. <laughs> that was in Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the one no, in the out. one in the one in oh. Syracuse. That was at OCC. That was um, uh, we we ended up losing to Brotherly Love, but that was we played um. Gal Nation with Steve Burt and um, no, that was that was fun. That was fun. But we need to get it in the dome. And I think I heard you know that's in the works for maybe next year. So I'm gonna be a part of it. You know, regardless if it's you know playing or or on the staff. So I'm looking forward to it. I have two super important questions that I want to hit on. Here's the first one. I've been seeing a lot on Twitter calling the team Overseas Army, but that doesn't. I mean, that doesn't. You don't get the the Bayheim aspect. So I have a couple options yeah. of replaceable names. Want to run them by you? The first one is the Bayheim C. You know, <laughs> pretty solid. Okay. okay. The other one is how do you get overseas? You take a boat. So the SS Bayheim, I think, would be solid. Or okay. <laughs> you could fly there. So Bayheim Air, because you fly overseas. I got one I more. Mean, I got one more. No. Which is this one's way too easy, and it should definitely be this one, Bayheim Elite. And, yeah, I heard. I've I've heard that one. I mean, and I've heard a lot of people say, "Oh, those aren't Syracuse guys," but it doesn't say Syracuse Army. It says Bayheim's Army. So, um, you know, Coach Bayheim, we <coughs> excuse me, we we ran this by him, and we run everything by him. So he approves it. It's not like he doesn't have anything to do with it. His name's on it. So. Um, for all those people saying, uh, this, this and that, they're, they're not serious, man. Listen, we talked to coach about it. He approved it, stamped it. And and that's where we're at. But I like those names, but you know, we're just going <laughs> to stick with, we're, we're, we're going to stick with BA, B, Bayheim's army. That's it. Thanks for being honest with us. We, we need that in, in our life. Cause so we get, you know, with a guy like you, who's been on eight times, you know, you shoot it straight with us. Whereas, you know, we might have someone else on and they'll just like, you know, they'll suck up to us and say that all our ideas are great. So we need to, like, be humbled a little bit. So thank you for that. No, you, you got to be real. I mean, that's constructive criticism, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Do you still um, do your podcast? I, I do. I haven't done it in a while. Probably – it's been probably almost a month, man. I just kind of, I just kind of took a took a little break from it. All right. Well, we're back. Your podcast is back. And yeah. the first episode is previewing the tournament with us. So whenever you want us on, we're there. Oh, that's man, that's a great idea. Absolutely. Yeah, you know what? We'll do that for sure. We'll we'll, we'll set that up. Absolutely, that's cool. And I'll have you know what we could do. I'll have another one because we'll have a a training camp here in, in Syracuse. So we'll have another one of the guys on too, and we'll if we could do it like that, you know. Absolutely. I was half kidding, but now we're now we're all the way in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, we could, I mean, that'd be fun, man. We could, we could make it happen. Yeah, no, we're always down to talk hoops, talk TBT, especially with, uh, with, with, with you. But, you know, obviously you've talked about it and it's well documented that you guys have been very, very close. Obviously you guys have arguably the best roster the TBT has ever seen. I got a very simple question for you. Is this the year? Yeah, this is, I mean, I say it every year. Yeah, I'm not going to say no. You know, I got to put that you know, that yes out there. And, and uh, you know, hopefully we can just mesh it together, man. Like I said, we have the talent. I mean, 
you know, you look one through 11, I mean, everybody sticks out to you, you know, all the, all those guys are familiar. So just got to put it together, play together. Um, everybody's going in there with the same mission and, and that's to win the money. Um, you know, it's not, not any egos about trying to do this and do that and score points or rebound, whatever it is, you know, we're trying to go in there and win. And, um, you know, that's, that's the main objective. So yes, yes, it, it is the year for sure. Well, last year we said that you guys were going to win. So now this year we're going to say you're not going to win. And then that's it. I like it. <laughs> we'll reverse it. Even though I do have you winning in, in my bracket, but no. I'll say right now that I don't have you winning. Let's stick, let's stick with what we're not winning. Stick with it right there. We're doing, the, like you said, the role thing, the reversal thing. Are you guys going to haze uh, DeAndre Kane and DJ Kennedy in the locker room because they're rookies? Freshmen? <laughs> no way. No, oh, no. Oh, they're, they're the most experienced guys coming in. Four-time, you know, TBC champions. I mean, they – you know, we're excited to have those guys aboard, you know, and just all the experience and toughness. And, I, you know, I've been texting with both of them. And, um, you know, DeAndre is a guy who's vocal. He's going to let guys know, like, hey, this is what we need to do. And, and we need a guy like that. You know, I think that's that's a guy that we, we've been missing over the uh, the past few years. Um, you know, besides myself, I just want somebody else to get out there and, and get up in them. You know, and this is this is what we're trying to do. So I feel that we brought that. And, you know, obviously – there's a ton of great teams besides you guys in the tournament this year. Any yeah. teams that really stand out to you with some great additions? Any guys that are playing maybe in their first year? Guys that maybe you, you know, would love to play against? Obviously, you're not looking past your first matchup. Anything, that's not what I'm saying. But any, any, anything out there that, that just is like, damn, like that's awesome for the TBT. Yeah, well, like you said, every team is talented, man. There's guys that, you know, people haven't heard of who are just, you know, unbelievable players. But – uh, I think challenge ALS. I like. I love Jerome Randall. I just. I'm a fan of his game. I, um, I always been since California and and you know tough Chicago guard, just brings it, man. Tough as heck and uh, you know really can do it all. So uh, and then I've seen Purdue added some guys. Um, obviously Ohio State and then that West Virginia region, West Virginia and um, I, I think I saw the Virginia team as well. They got um, left hand Reggie. Uh, the left hand of I figured his last name, um, but he can play. They got, I mean, it's a lot of good guys, man. So, uh, just looking forward to getting out there and competing. All right, my my last question for you. You know, we've been we've been chatting for about a year now. You've been on our show a few times. We're gonna be in Dayton. We're not gonna be in uh, Illinois. Do you feel added pressure to get to Dayton, knowing that that's the only way you'll get to hang out with us? <laughs> Not really. No, I don't. Uh, I, I'm not going to put that extra pressure on myself. It's uh, obviously with the team that we put together, we have a target on our back. So it's um, everybody's going to be giving their best shot against us. And we know that. So we got to go in there prepared. Um, but again, you know, we have the guys to do it. You know, guys have played in this tournament every single summer. So um, we're just looking forward to getting out there and getting after it. All right, ED, you know how we end every single show. Uh, give you a chance to ask us any questions. It's been a little, it's been a minute since we last had you on. So, you know, last time we let you off the hook, you were asking like who we thought was going to win it. Like, hey, what do you got for us this time? Hey, you just put me on the spot like this. Okay. <laughs> about the, so about the TBT. Oh, so I got anything. I got you. About anything. Okay. You have your own, you have your own well, show. This should be easy for you. Yeah, this is yeah. It could be about life. It could be about food. It, it doesn't matter. Your okay, show. Okay, so. 
I got two. I got two good ones. The first one is a life, and the second one is a easy. It's a basketball. Okay. When 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 do you guys decide to sit down and have kids? Wow. Um. <laughs> it's a big one. It's a big one. Uh, Andrew, my my, there's a lot of steps that have to happen for me. Andrew's got one of those steps kind of taken care of. I mean, I won't speak for him. First, I gotta first I gotta find the lucky lady first. So okay, there you that, go. That's a big step for me. That's a big step for me. I can't. I can't. And Allie raised one game at a time. Raisman is hard to get into contact with. So Joey, that might take a while. What'd you okay. say? I said Allie Raisman is not easy to get into contact. That's, with. That's a good point. Second one, who wins, Suns or Bucks, and in how many games? Suns and four. Ah, uh, come on, man. Suns and six. Well, we're so obviously like. We're Chicago guys. Like, I don't like any Wisconsin sports. Andrew's a little bit different. I like, you know, I don't like the Bucks. I don't like the Packers. I don't like the Brewers. You know, all that whole thing. Because that's just the Chicago rivalry. Um, but I also, Andrew, Andrew has a different reason why he doesn't like the Bucks. I'm just the biggest. I love Chris Paul. Like, I always have. Like, he's, Great story. I, I was telling Andrew before this, like, I had two jerseys hanging up in my room for as long as I can remember. And it's Steve Nash and Chris Paul. So, like, I'm rooting. So, I mean, every basketball fan seem seemingly is rooting for Chris Paul to win. But like, I, I, I'm a big fan of Chris Paul's for sure. Kind of reminds me, Chris Paul, a little bit. It's like the savvy guard who couldn't get it done on his own, so had to add two additional like good stars. Like, I don't know, like. DeAndre Kane and like <laughs> DJ Kennedy type guys, and now he's got a chance to win. That's just kind of what it reminds me of. Yeah, I, I, and it hopefully it ends up like that. You know, we get all the way there. But I mean, you know, what a great story with Monty and Chris Paul. Obviously, you know, coached him just coming into the league in New Orleans, and now, um, you know, all the stuff that Monty's been through, and then Chris, and then getting to this point. So, yeah, I'd love to end it there, and and hopefully they can finish it, and hopefully we can get to Dayton and. Um, finish it there, and then we get to have some dinner. I think before the Suns go to the White House, if they win, they should all go to Dayton and and play the winner yeah. of TBT for, and then the winner of, <laughs> the winner of the TBT versus uh, NBA championship game has to play the gold medal winner. and then they're just world they're globe champs so you're not you're not you're not far off it's a lot of steps that need need to happen for that you know for that to happen but hey you're not far off man it could could happen crazier things have happened oh hey anything is possible for real man you just get a plan figure it out crazier things have happened a bunch of guys that are Used to play together in college. Now we're playing to hopefully win a championship. <laughs> hey man, it's it's a it's a great it's a great two weeks. Uh, you know, guys getting back together, young and old, and, and and we got a good mixture of that this year. And it's just it's just a lot of good memories. Besides getting on the court and competing, you know, off the court, just guys telling old stories, old games, you know, old Bayheim stories in the locker room. It's just uh, it's fun. It's a fun time, man. It's just a bummer that you guys won't win it this year. That's a bummer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I see what we're doing. We're sticking with that. That's what we're sticking with right there. Absolutely. Sticking to it. And and now you know that whenever we say that, like whether it's like on our show or on ESPN, when we come out and we're like, hey, like 
Beheim's army does not have what it takes. Like, you know why we're saying it. Absolutely. I, yeah, when you wait, see look, us on ESPN saying that, Joey, what are you talking about? We're going to be on, like, sports. <laughs> I was just using the two different ends of the spectrum. No, this is what we have to say. Beheim's army will not win, and we will not be on ESPN at all this summer. That's true. What, what's going on, Joey? What's going on with you today, man? It wasn't at Syracuse. <laughs> he, Carmelo went to, you know, he went to Syracuse. He, it was really Baltimore. I mean, come on, man. What's, what's going on? I don't know. Hey, I'm on East Coast, <laughs> man. I, it's late for me. Like, my kids have been keeping me up at night and stuff, you know, so. <laughs> All good, man. All good. No, hey, that's what I'm saying. That's why I asked that question. Wait on that. Okay. Noted. Noted. We got Wait time. on that. <laughs> yeah, take, take all of it. <laughs> no, I, hey, love them, but you know. You know <laughs> all right. ED, thanks, man. Appreciate you guys, man. Uh, hopefully see you soon, man. Absolutely. Hopefully Always not. Fun. Hopefully not. Yeah, yeah, we'll never <laughs> see you. <laughs> Stick with it. Stick with that. <laughs> All right, join us now from Always a Brave, Jimmy Gavin. Jimmy, welcome to the show. Appreciate it, Andrew. Thanks for having me, man. Jimmy, uh, all over Twitter, everyone's been dying for more Always a Brave people. So who better to call than the guy that I go way back with, um, back to Steve Pratt's and Pratt's Rats and stuff like that back in Chicago. Um, Andrew knows a little bit about your story. Obviously, I know your story. Before we dive into TBT stuff, um, for the people that don't know, can you give us a quick walkthrough of, of your incredible journey to get to where you are right now playing in the TBT? Yeah, what's up, Joey? It's good to see you, man. <laughs> um, yeah, like you said, I, I started out uh, working out with uh, Steve after high school, didn't play in high school, um, ended up going to, going to school for a year. Lost my brother in a, in a car crash. I ended up working out. Um, tried out at some schools. Actually, uh, Pratt and I drove out to Vermont. Uh, we had like a unofficial tryout set up. We like go to the gym. The doors are locked. The coach was like, uh, yeah, this, it's not going to happen. So that then went down, went all around. Ended up uh, getting to play at Bradley um, after a tryout. And... Um, had a had a surgery that year so i don't know just the, the story kind of kept going you want me to keep going or <laughs> yeah man we it's a great story it's it's worth it 100 percent. yeah so yeah so i was at bradley actually my that was like my first year of basketball and uh when i when i i had had like a surgery in mid-season um and it wasn't like they were forcing me out or anything. I wasn't even on a scholarship at the time. So just there was a lot of good players there. I just didn't think I would get enough minutes to really have a chance to, like, get out there and play. So I set up a couple tryouts at D2s and um, an NAIA school out in uh, California and ended up clicking with Wisconsin Parkside. Uh, they already had, like, a, a great team, but they just were looking for, like, one more guy. And so I felt like uh, that that was the move. So went over there, played on on two great teams, and uh, ended up turning that into going to Winthrop University and, and played for uh, Pat Kelsey in South Carolina, and uh, played with a really solid team down there. So that's kind of how I went through college basketball. And I'll summarize it for Jimmy because he's been very humble about this. And I told Andrew like. 
you're one of the best players that I ever worked out with, ever played with, and, and the man didn't play high school basketball, and then he scored, what was it, 42 points against NC State in your senior year of college? 38, yeah. 38. 38, exactly. I mean, like, it's just it's just an all-time story, and it's really what the TBT is all about. It's these guys who are incredible basketball players that you've never heard of getting a chance to play uh, on the biggest stage. So I guess the follow-up question to that is, how did you get involved with, with the TBT this year? Yeah, I mean, for, for Bradley, really, Bobby Parker is the man that uh, that runs the show. He's been uh, connecting all the guys, and, um, you know, he, he, he was generous and invited me to play. And I think this year's team is cool because it's like it's like a couple different generations of Bradley guys, you know. So uh, hopefully, hopefully we got the right mix. It's kind of funny because you know the team name is always a Brave, and you were you know from what you just told me, not really there they for were too barely long. a Brave. <laughs> yeah, so you you were barely a Brave, but always a Brave. So that's that's pretty yeah. cool. Are you excited to? Uh, get back on the court and rep the Bradley colors. Yeah. I mean, even though I didn't play there for that long, like um, it's still like a memorable spot just because it's like they gave me a chance to get started, you know, and you can't get going without getting started. So, um, and the and the guys up there, every everyone was talented and stuff and the fan base was awesome. Like it, it, I, I always, I always, uh, I always liked it there. I just felt like, business-wise it was it was best for me to go somewhere else but uh but I'm excited to get back in and play for those guys oh, absolutely and and you know a lot I would say Bradley is one of the alumni teams that's been a mainstay in TBT yet the fans don't quite understand how good of a team they've had year in and year out who are some of the guys that you're most excited to play with um I mean obviously the guys like uh Marcellus and Mr. Forty, you know Tony Bennett and those guys and with Rough Coach and those guys are all like legends of the program. Um they were involved with like the runs through the tournament and everything like that. I think uh I think I think probably a key player or the key player for our team probably will be Dante. Uh I think he's a really talented guy. He's like kind of like a wing 3-4 can guard like three, four positions, rebound, can, like, impact a game. You don't even have to drop any plays for him and stuff like that. So I feel like he's a key guy to look out for on our team. you got to have one of the most unique basketball reference pages I've ever seen. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It's only got, you know, the D1 years. 2012-2013, Bradley, 1.3 points per game. And then 15-16, Winthrop, 18.7 points per game. That That's the craziest. And, and obviously, you know, Joey and I know that there were schools in between there, but Basketball Reference only has the, the <laughs> one schools. That's a crazy – people are probably like, wait, what? This guy didn't play for three years in Peru? They probably think you're like – like went to the Army and like bulked up and got huge, and then you came back and dominated. <laughs> so hats off to you for having the coolest basketball reference page that I've ever seen. Appreciate it. I'm glad it wasn't 18 and then one senior year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, That's like, Jonathan Simmons. And I, it's fine if he hears that, the former uh, Spur and Magic player that's now in TBT. He went reverse. Yeah. Made it to the NBA, though, so. Yeah. Um, I would, the the kind of next point that I want to bring up is the fact that, yes, you played for Bradley, and that's your connection to Always a Great, but you're also from Illinois. So yeah, exactly. what what is the – you know, the opportunity to, you know, you've been, it's been years since you've really had a chance to play in front of your friends and family, like you're going to be able to here in a couple of weeks. What's that opportunity like for you 
Um, obviously, the Bradley fans are awesome, but also to just to just be home. What's that? Like, I mean, how how can you even put that into words? Like, I can barely even put it into words. Yeah, no, I hear you. It's definitely different, you know. When you start playing overseas, no no one really cares, honestly. Like, unless they're like a, you know, super basketball fan like you guys or or our guy Fuse or you know somebody who really follows international hoops. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so yeah, it'll be cool. It'll be cool to play in America and. Hopefully my family will be able to catch a game. They, they haven't really seen – they've probably seen, I don't know, two to five games in the last five years. You know what I mean? So that will be crazy. You guys are the seven seed in the home <laughs> regional. Are you underseeded? No, it's, I think seven feels uh, – feels dangerous you know (laughs) (laughs) I mean honestly the the thing is there's so many good teams you know and just you just got to be in the mix and uh and just and just play well you know it's a one game single game elimination so I think uh just got to go in play every game like it's a final you got you got a tough pull I mean first round you got peanut butter tubby time and if you win that game, you're probably playing House of Pain, and that right away is the re- – like, you know, the other regionals, the the top two host teams don't even play until Dayton. And this is right off the back, round of 32. Are you looking forward to a potential matchup with the other host team in House of Pain, a team that, if I remember correctly, you potentially played with? Yeah, I think um... – the first game we play is uh, they got a lot of quality players for sure. So I think that that will be a huge battle, definitely. And I think it's just good to focus on that in a single elimination tournament. I mean, who cares who you play in the second round if, you, if you're watching the second round at home, you know. But uh, obviously, Bradley, Illinois would be cool. They got a lot of great players. They, they arguably had, like, you know, one of maybe the best team in the tournament last year. Um, so I'm sure they'll be back and, and ready to go. And Andrew kind of alluded to it. Is it true that our that our guy Mike Latulip was trying to get you to play with them last year? We had had a conversation about it um, through our guy Fuse, and he was just seeing. I think last year was a uh, it was difficult recruiting guys, you know, with the with the COVID thing and going on and stuff like that. So when I was leaving Greece, um, when they shut the world down, I had had like a conversation with them and. Uh, I really didn't even know that TBT was going to be able to pull it off. But, I mean, congrats to them because it seemed like it was a great event and uh, there was, like, almost, like, zero problems, right? I mean, yeah. it went went pretty smooth, so. All right, so you're a big-time scorer. How much do you know about the uh, the Elam ending? I know a lot. I think, uh, I think it's exciting, like, just as a basketball fan, I mean – for TV, it's sick because almost every game you've got like end of game, uh, you know, every game has to be a game winner, you know, pretty much. Um, and uh, I would say uh, I think it's a big reason why the tournament's been successful, you know. It just, it just, there's not that many games that aren't exciting down the stretch. So you're probably one of the top candidates to, you know, score all eight points in the Elam ending. You think you're capable of doing something like that? Um, I mean, maybe two threes and uh, and a fast break layup. You never know. That is eight. I wouldn't be mad at it. <laughs> uh, Jim, I, I know you haven't been able to, to pay much attention to the TBT just because as we were talking about it, it's hard to, 
to catch all the games. Um, are there any guys that – forget the bracket, forget who you're going to play. Are there any guys in the tournament that you would just be, um, you know, really, really juiced up to play against, whether it's an alumni team or specific guys? Um, I thought I thought Mike Don played really well last year and, 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 and my guy Malcolm Hill as well, um, going off the Illinois team. Um, I know Malcolm said that he's not doing this, doing it this year, but, but I don't know. I think, uh, I'm just excited to, uh, to play with our team. You know, I feel like the key to these things is just, uh, got to have some chemistry, you know, cause like, uh, no matter how many players you got, if, if you don't, if you don't have any chemistry, you're probably, probably going home early. So I'd say I'm just excited to play. So with all this name image likeness stuff that's going on, I'm, I'm going to take you back a few years. If you were in college, what would your like slogan or little logo have been? That, yeah, that's interesting. What uh, I'm wait, my, my pops and I were talking about who's going to be the uh, first guy showing up to games like Deion Sanders with the uh, gold chains and the glasses and stuff like that uh, signing deals. But uh but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if anyone would have wanted to sign me in college down in uh, in, in uh, the Big South or or D two or something like that. But uh, but yeah, if if, uh, if Nike or or Barstool or anyone wanted to write a check, I think uh, I would have been interested for sure. I mean, Andrew's got his own brand now, so he's got it going anyway. I wonder if I got. I think I have my shirt somewhere right here, actually. Do you? Yeah, it's somewhere. I'm moving, so like it's a. I it's a, it's kind of a mess. So. I'll yeah. have to find it and send you a picture, but Andrew, I'll 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 get so I'll talk to G two and get you some stuff too, Andrew. Yeah, I got to get linked up. Is that the uh, is that the name? Uh, we we have a brand called Uncharted that we are slowly growing over time, but we want to create it something, make it into something that's like um, just about how you know everyone has a different journey through sports and stuff like that and, and life period and just uh, how we can learn from each other along the way. You know what I'm saying? Do you want to sponsor a podcast? <laughs> yeah. Why not? What's the, what, what's your guys, what's your guys asking prices? Like how many, how many Lamborghinis do we have to send over for you? Just one. Just send us a shirt. One? Just, just a shirt. All right. Just a shirt. That's like a we'll actually share the shirt. Just send us one shirt. We'll come in and have Joey. <laughs> one side and I'll wear the other a half shirt is a uh, is definitely a reasonable asking price for sure <laughs> yeah we're we're that's a, that's a great point that Andrew brings up like we can easily be bribed like not that we wouldn't be rooting for you anyway but like we can be bribed into fandom 100%. yeah yeah I gotta I gotta send like Franchilla or one of those guys like a Chipotle card and maybe get some uh some good press you know during the games oh Fran do you know Fran I've only met him one time and I know James a little bit um just seeing them around like in in gyms and stuff like that but they're great guys obviously they're crazy deep into into hoops you know yeah and i don't know we got to figure out who's calling your guys game because if seth greenberg's calling the game that's our guy is and it we'll make, and we'll make sure that he gives you specifically good press because like i said before the tbt loves a good story and like there's probably no better story than than how you got to to where you are in the tbt right now so um, I think that they'll 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 give you some good press for sure. They might not even need a bribe. We need that, <laughs> Joey. I think we got to wrap this up with uh, with Jimmy the way we always do. 
Yeah, Jim. So what we do on the show is instead of asking you just a final question, we'll just we we usually just turn the tables onto you, let you interview us, and give you an opportunity to ask us any questions that you've been dying to ask us since we started this interview. Okay. Um, what would you say? What would you say has been the most interesting thing? That, that you've been learning about guys just since you've been get obviously, you know, guys who both love basketball. What, what would you say is like the most interesting thing that you've learned about guys, especially guys who have been, you know, playing in Europe or just playing around the world? Like, do you guys have any interesting stuff? I think it's pretty crazy that these guys are just in completely different time zones and stuff than their friends and family. Like, it's annoying for Joey and I to set up these interviews, trying to figure out the time zones. I can't imagine what these guys are going through, you know, when their kids are only awake when they're asleep and stuff like that. So I I've been kind of blown away that like they keep grinding out and playing like all these guys who are, you know, signing another year, another year, another year. So, I mean, I'm not before TBT. I definitely wasn't as plugged into the overseas, you know, aspect of, post-college hoops yeah I think a few things jumped out jump out to me one thing that actually funny enough Fran Fischilla always says is like yeah you remember these guys playing in college right like for me like Aaron Kraft John Diebler all the Ohio State guys like I remember them in college and then they come back to the TBT and they're like 10 times better than they were in college like people don't understand like how incredibly great of basketball players there are that aren't in the NBA like people don't understand that Plenty of guys in the EuroLeague, for example, are good enough to play in the NBA. They just don't whatever, – whatever, for whatever reason, whether it's opportunity or timing, it just doesn't work out. I think that's one thing that stands out to me. And also, um, what you were saying earlier and, and what everybody says when we ask them about playing in front of fans, like besides the, the coronavirus, obviously, people are excited to play in front of fans. These guys are also so juiced up because they never get to play in America. They never get to play – in front of American fans, in front of fans that know them really well, in front of their family. I think that's like that's a consistent theme that these guys are just so jacked up to to be, you know, to have the feeling like they had playing with their boys in college. You know, like they're just so, so excited about that. And, and in most cases, these guys are putting on the alumni jerseys again. Like I would die to be able to wear an Ohio State jersey again. <laughs> or like it's just it's just the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Kind of piggybacking off of what you said, Joe, one last thing, and then Jimmy, we'll get back to you because this is your your interview. But I'm always kind of nervous to, like, reach out to people and ask them to come on because I feel like they've done 400,000 interviews from when they were sophomores in high school to now, but all the guys are so cool when they come on. Like, they'll be, they'll be hard to text and communicate with, and I'll be like, Joe, I don't know how excited this guy is going to be for the interview. And then the interview starts, and they're like, all right, we're putting on a show. Like, got to make it a good interview. So – I think it's cool that we get the most out of the guys, like even the older guys, like the Devendorfs from Syracuse Bayheim's Army. Like, you know how many interviews that guy's done in his life? And still, every time he's on with us, it's the same energy, same, like, intensity and stuff. So I think it's cool. And it's kind of similar to what I said about the overseas, like, keep going, keep going. Like, they don't, like, use our interviews as an interview off where they can just kind of, like, mess around. Like, uh, I think I – think They're I, all incredible. They're all incredible guys. Like, they all – like genuinely are very, very nice to us. They don't have to give us the time of day. Like we're nobody's in the grand scheme of thing, you know, and they, and they absolutely do. Yeah. No, I think you guys, I think you guys made some great points. I mean, even from, even from, uh, from my perspective, I mean, going to Europe is, 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 is really a war like week to week. 
you know, just to survive. Um, because they're so, the, the intensity is so high um, in the practices and in the games. And I think like even the first three years I played didn't go exactly how I wish they would have didn't progress as fast as I, I would have liked them to. And I think it's like, damn, like, like, what am I, what am I even really doing this for? You know what I mean? And then at that point you have to make a decision. And, um, and I was just like, I would rather, I would rather just battle for something that I love than to do anything else, you know? And until I, until I, until I lose that feeling, like, like that's what I'm going to do. And I think that that's kind of the bond between everyone that's, that's still playing is once you've just been through that many battles, you know, I think um, it kind of, at, at, at certain moments, it takes away your passion for the game. But then when you, when you really, when you really think about it, it actually just increases it, you know, because yeah. like you leave college thinking, you know, everything there is to know about basketball and day one over there, they basically tell you that, that, that we invented basketball and, 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 you know, you're about to start playing a new game. You know what I mean? So, so it, it's great, man. I, I love basketball now more than I ever have. And, and uh, I hope it's something I can, I can be doing for, for the rest of my life. Something else that I have, have realized, and it's not with talking to guys, but it's more like what I've seen. And Joey, I think you'll agree with this. It's like the guys who have played in the NBA – kind of don't really give a shit, which is interesting to me. Like, it's the guys who, like, you know, either were summer league or had, like, a little bit – like, the high draft picks or, like, the guys who had good NBA success for a little while, with the exception of of Joe Johnson last year anyway. Like, those guys feel like they have nothing left to prove. It's the guys who are, like, still at this point year seven as a pro trying to prove something still. And I think that's what's cool about TBT is, like, some of these NBA guys get shown up. Like last year, the money team had like five NBA guys and heard that comes in and it's just overseas guys that are like, we need to prove that we belong with these guys. So I think that's really cool about not just our inter- our interviews, but just TPT as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a battle out there. I don't know. Guys might feel different when they have 200 million in the bank, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so easily, it's very clear that there are, not all guys, but some guys in the NBA who do it because they feel like they have to. And then every single guy overseas plays basketball because they love to play basketball. It's like – Yeah, I mean, guys are still trying to make money, though, you know. It's right, I mean, it's a balance. It's a job. I, I don't think it's fair to, like, throw, throw shade at the NBA guys because I think the NBA is kind of, like, overly hated for a reason. It's like – it's not like the NBA is easy. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I think that the NBA 82 game schedule, like, I think that's its own grind. And I think everyone's trying to make money. And I think those guys do love the game. I think everyone loves the game, but I think it's just definitely like everything. Yeah, there's just different, yeah, different approaches. I mean, I think there's like a clear difference between the guys who, like, three months before TBT start put out a announcement video that they're playing and they're never going to play. And then the Joe Johnsons who, like, He's not playing TPT because he's playing big three, but he just wants to play. You yeah, know, like that guy's loves it. Yeah, and we keep going it. back to him because he's the prime example. Like he'll play and and I feel like a guy like DeMar DeRozan, who plays in the Drew League every summer, like when he's done in the NBA, maybe it won't be TBT, who knows what will be going on by then, but like he will be playing in some league. Jamal Crawford too. Exactly. That's, he'll we, be playing until he's seventy, you know. I don't know how he is not in, in TBT. Joey, yeah, we're we, the NBA this year. Yeah. Probably should have been in the NBA. 
Joey, maybe we'll get a raise if we can convince Jamal Crawford to come. Yeah, play. that's who you need to go get. Yeah. We should make our own team of just guys we think should that should be in. Like <laughs> that's who you think should play. Crawford. Yeah. If there's yeah. a if there's a Seattle team, he'll be in. Yeah, Seattle's got a got a lot of Washington for sure. Yeah. He'd play. Not Washington. You there know. you go. There's the there's the next idea. That's the pitch yeah. for next summer. Jimmy, you want to be our GM? Um, yeah. I, why not? <laughs> no, we'll let you play. You're better suited as a player. You can play. You, if, you'll if play. we have if we have you know Jamal Crawford and uh, and LeBron and a few <laughs> guys, I I can be the GM and just collect you'll, the check. I'll just collect. I'll I'll be a part of that and collect the check. Yeah, you'll you'll play if LeBron's on the team. That's smart of you. Yeah, yeah. If we get LeBron and Kawhi and a few of those guys to get out there, what is what is the rule? You can't be actively in the NBA to to play. I think you can't be you can't be under contract in the NBA. I think that's an NBA rule. Oh, okay. And I think it has to do. I I don't know this. It might not be an NBA rule, but it might have. I think <laughs> I think it has to do with getting paid because like the Drew League in those leagues, all those pro ams they don't get paid. Uh, you know, so you might not be able to be in a simultaneously like league hate, where you're kind of yeah. signed or whatever. But then a lot of these overseas teams, I'm sure you've dealt with this too. They're like, you can't you, if we sign you. Yeah, I mean, they don't they don't love it either. Obviously, yeah. I mean, whichever team is is paying you, know, they really don't want you to do anything else. But right. which makes sense, I guess. It makes sense. Well, so. Jim, do you have any other questions for us before we let you go? No, uh, I'm excited. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll see you guys later on. I know you said you're you're covering it in Columbus to start. Yeah, we'll be in Columbus and West Virginia, and then in the finals for Dayton. So, I don't. It, it's funny that we're not going to Illinois, being two Illinois guys, but that's just that's just the way she goes. So yeah, we'll, we'll see in Dayton though, so it'll be irrelevant. Yeah, for sure. I uh, hope you guys have a good time out there in the tournament, and appreciate you having me on as well. Absolutely. We'll see you in Dayton. We'll just speak it into existence. See you in Dayton. Right. One at a time, baby. Say yes. it. Say it. Say it for us. See you in Dayton. See you in Dayton, fellas. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Good seeing you, buddy. Have a good night. You too. We'll talk to you guys.